0: Hey, this is Eric and you're listening to Neurodetergent.
1: And this is Katie, licensed professional counselor. Our goal is to reach like-minded folks in an effort to connect, encourage, and support each other in our struggles navigating life with neurodivergence.
0: And and to have some fun. And some fun. And laughs. And laughs along the way, Katie. Along the way. <laughs> Eric, and you're listening to NeuroDetergent.
1: And this is Katie.
0: And we're on episode five. How are you feeling this week, Katie? I'm feeling all
1: right. How are you feeling?
0: I'm doing all right. I was a little sick over the weekend. Yeah. And um, from like Friday to Tuesday.
1: Yeah, it's a bummer.
0: Yeah, especially when I'm off on the weekends Mm. and I can't do anything because I feel like shit. Um, but later on in the week, I did do something and I wanted to talk to you about it because ever since we, we recorded that episode on coping mechanisms mm-hmm. and you told that story about how you have such a aversion to like putting your shoes on. Yeah, and like, like, like that.
1: taking like just taking more time, not doing what like taking trying to take a shortcut, but it takes up longer.
0: Right. Yeah, more effort. And I didn't realize that that was. Any kind of like neurodivergent type behavior, but I'm the same way. And it wasn't until that kind of conversation happened between you and me that I realized there's all these things that I do that kind of make sense in that context now. Right. So, for example, (laughs) I went to the grocery store on Thursday Mm -hmm. and it's Aldi, right? So we know the deal with Aldi. Got to have quarters. You got to bring your own bags. Oh, it gets me anxiety. (laughs)
1: Right? How? I don't know, because I'm always like, uh, I'm always like, I'm not going to be able to get the quarter in, right? Like, sometimes, like, you put the quarter in, and, like, there's, like, it it doesn't come apart. The the
0: shopping cart. Yeah. Like,
1: I feel like I'm like, oh, did I put the quarter in the wrong thing? Like, why is it not releasing? Like... Oh, I even talked about it. I'm
0: like starting to like. Have you ever tried to just walk up to someone and hand them your quarter, be like, "I got it," you know, before they put theirs up?
1: Um, no, I I don't. Yeah, that's not mm-hmm. something I would do.
0: That happens to me a lot. It seems people mm-hmm. walk up to me with their quarters. You
1: have that. You have that.
0: You. Like, I'm approachable.
1: Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> I, you would be somebody I'd be like, oh yeah, he would want to just do this, do this
0: instead. Um, but <laughs> what I was trying to get to, Katie, is. Yeah. You know, you have to bring your bags and I have a cabinet full of Aldi bags. I've got Mm -hmm. freezer bags. I've got plastic ones. I've got the paper ones. I've got a lot. Yeah. And it took me so much motivation just to leave to go to the grocery store on Thursday. Mm -hmm. But it was a weird type of like procrastination where instead of just sitting there, trying to get up the motivation to go to the grocery store. It was, well, I better go brush my teeth. Well, I better go do this. And that trash needs to be taken out. I need to go do Mm -hmm. that. So it was like this productive procrastination, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, Which doesn't really happen to me a lot. (laughs) Uh, But finally I get to the point where I'm dressed. Teeth are brushed. I've got my keys. I've got my wallet. I've taken my dog out. I've done all these other things, started a load of laundry, all these other things that I had no intention of doing before I went to the grocery store. And I've got those done. Okay. I head out the door I turn in I turn around to lock the door from the outside. And while I'm turning the key, I think to myself, I forgot those damn bags. But for some reason I could not bring myself <laughs> to unlock the door, go inside, grab them real quick, and go out to the car. I made the conscious decision there at the front door as I'm locking it to not take that additional 15 seconds to grab the bags because I've like, I've already made it outside. Right. And I feel like if I go back inside this whole mission is going to fall apart. And I do that all the time. I do things like that all the time. And I don't really.
1: Do you think that that, um, like, do you think that that is like a nerd, like a neurodivergent. I don't know.
0: Yeah. See, this is the thing. If you, if you recall, like in the first couple of episodes and a lot of conversations you and I have had outside of, of what we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't really understand how severe like ADHD was for me. Yeah, and so I've kind of been fooling myself for the past twenty years since nineteen ninety nine, since I graduated high school, thinking, well, maybe I was misdiagnosed. I don't really have it. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Everything I do is normal. Everything I do is common. The way I think about things and the way my brain works is the way everybody's else's does too. And it wasn't until maybe the last year or so. That I mean, do you I think that that just that.
1: like that uh, like Outside of, um, like, is that neurodivergent or is that neuro, like, typical? Like, do you think that most people think that way? That, like, oh, every uh, this must be how everybody
0: thinks. I don't know. Um, (laughs) know But, like,
1: I think... I I just don't know how many people are out there, like, going, oh, this is normal.
0: You don't think so? I don't know. Is that not how you felt before you got diagnosed? When you didn't realize that there was something about you that made you act a certain yeah. way? Did you not feel like, well, this must be just how everybody thinks. So this must be how everybody feels. I,
1: a lot of times I thought, um, like, okay. Like, I don't know if, if you'll relate to this, but it's really hard for me to keep a planner. So, um, you know, like, uh, where you write the, like, you know, dates or mm-hmm. like whatever, like, just like appointments a and, yeah. and things. Um, and everybody who would have one, I would just think like they try are able to try harder and they put in more effort. I never related it to me specifically until I got diagnosed with ADHD. and then one day um, a colleague said, "You know you should try getting a planner." And I thought, oh, this is this is a me, th- this is not. <laughs> It's not a it's not like I'm not putting effort into it. It's like this is a thing for me. And then as I started to like uh look at memes like and like kind of explore like mm-hmm. the internet around ADHD, I was like, "Oh, like, okay. This oh, is like shit. a neurodivergent neurotypical thing. Like pe- there are other people like me and there are other
0: people who it's just easier for them."
1: Does so that make sense?
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it's kind of like I'm, I'm in a point right now, just especially over the last week since we had that discussion, uh, where I'm really spending a lot of time analyzing my behavior. And How's kind that, of, Is
1: that a lot? Uh, is that good or bad?
0: I don't know. I mean, I felt like the grocery store thing was like an epiphany. Like that's yeah, just like it was with the shoe thing. And I've gotten mm. some feedbacks from some people who've listened to the show and they're like, I do the exact same fucking thing with my shoes. Oh, it's so fucking. You know, yeah. so that's, I mean, that's a meme right there. Someone needs to make the shoe meme when you can't tie your shoes, but you have to put them on anyway. And oh, then we'll just have a picture of, like, a crushed heel on uh, the back
1: yeah. of a And, shoe. like, somebody in the background that's, like, like I, I don't know how many people share shoes. Like, is that a thing, do you think? Um, I
0: mean, I know that, like, family members, sisters right? will share shoes. Right.
1: And they're, up like... That's gotta be a thing where it's like oh,
0: my, my ex-wife and stepdaughter would sh- share shoes. They had the same shoes. <laughs>
1: shut shut, shut, shut. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think I do want some coffee. Um, well, we'll get you some okay. here in a minute. Okay, cool, cool.
0: Um, but there's a couple of other follow-up st- <laughs> things I want to ask you. Okay. Or just at least tell you because, <clears throat> I mean, we're in our fifth episode. We've been doing this for a month now, or at least we've Gosh, got a month's yeah. worth of episodes out now. Yeah. And um, <laughs> the first thing I wanted to say was after the <laughs> dating episode came out, <laughs> uh,
2: <yes>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had a date yeah. with a person I had met online scheduled. Like it was supposed to be. So the dating episode came out on Friday. Her and I were supposed to go out on Saturday. Right. And like a dumbass, I told her about this podcast. (laughs) What
1: did you like? What did you say? Like, I mean, I
0: so she messages me. And and this is the weird thing, because the episode was scheduled to drop Friday at like 7 a.m. And she messages me at like 8 a.m. Friday. And Mm -hmm. she's like, hey, the podcast is great. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, awesome. Oh, okay. Episode two just came out. And she's like, yeah, I listened to it. I think you and I, I think our values don't align. Mm-hmm. So good luck out there. <laughs> so just can And I was like, what? Because <laughs> she said, I, I listened to the dating episode. I don't think our yeah. values align. And I was like, what do you mean? And she says, I think we have very different views on polyamory. However, and this is all I'm going to say. She said on her profile that she was like solo poly, well,
1: and and yeah. what I
0: had described to you on the show, you said that sounds like solo poly. So I mean, I didn't really like press her for any additional right. What well what is what is your version of of whatever? I just let it go. I was like, okay, you, well, thanks for letting me know.
1: Do you think it was because um, like? The main thing that I remember us talking about is, like, when I say, like, uh that I can go, you know, and, like, three weeks between seeing people or, mm-hmm. like, see somebody, like, once a month or whatever and, like... Um, I hadn't even
0: thought about that when I said that, you know, like once a yeah. month is, is like that you don't, far, like that it, far it's hard apart.
1: for you to imagine like, ha, like building like a meaningful relationship without wanting more time. Yeah. Like, do you think
0: that might've been the thing? It's possible. I have no idea. Okay. I mean, I almost honestly should have just been like, Why? so what is your version of it or exactly yeah. how do they differ? But I didn't want to like spend too much time on it. But however, okay, I also had a date Friday, the same day that the episode came out and that person listened to that episode that day and still went out with me and we've gone out again since then okay so i mean you know you win some you lose some right right right
1: i mean yeah (laughs) i'm sorry if it cost you a day
0: i mean it saved me money i mean look at the bright side i didn't have to spend any money that day
1: (laughs) that sounds like kind of like it's just a little skeevy
0: (laughs) ouch sorry (laughs) why is it skeevy It's expensive to go out. I mean, I know. Do you always pay? A lot of times I do.
1: Really? Yeah. Do you say it up front?
0: Um, Sometimes I will. I'll just be like, hey, let me pay or whatever so we can avoid this awkward conversation. Or I'll at least bring it up and be like, hey, you know, since we're going out, how do you want to do this? Because I have run into situations, and this is something that maybe I should have brought up on the dating episode. I've run into situations where we're like, we're meeting for a coffee or a drink or something, and Mm -hmm. I pull out my wallet because it's like, you know less than ten dollars for both of us right. right it's just two drinks it's not a big deal and they're like oh no no I'll get my own I'll get my own and like making a a scene at the freaking register
2: yeah
0: right and I'm just like oh this isn't gonna go well so, at
1: all <laughs> um have you seen the videos where uh like the chick's like recording um like she's on a date and she's recording where she's like Saying she'll pay, and the dude gets like pissed off, and it's like usually like an Andrew Tate. I
0: did see that,
1: like looking kind of. You know I mean, what I mean? It's like so.
0: He's... Like I had a date that went to disaster. This was the the last dinner date I'm ever going to go on, oh. um, where. I was under the impression that we were splitting the bill mm-hmm. before we even went into it because some things were said about like money and okay. let's go to this place because they've mm. got good prices on I was like, okay, so she's concerned about prices and stuff. Maybe. Where'd you go? Tatum? I can't, don't even remember some fucking sports bar on the South side. Like, okay. why? I don't know. But whatever. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> But anyway, so like when the waitress comes at the end of the night or the server, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, when the server comes at the end of the night, she's like, "Are we, you know, is this all together? I was like, we're going to split it. And I was like, just split it evenly. So, Mm -hmm. and the, I got an earful the next day about, she's like, and you had me pay. And I was like, oh shit, fuck. So I don't know. There needs to be some communication around that, especially before the first meetup, I think.
1: Like, did you you feel like like you did something wrong? No. No. Okay. Did you, did you like say anything or were you just like, man, fuck off?
0: I mean, I was just like, I'm sorry, you know, I didn't, I didn't realize some things that you had said before we met up led me to believe that you were okay with splitting the bill or whatever. But at the same time, like I was talking to someone and had a date with them, like supposed to meet up for coffee or whatever on Friday of this week. Mm -hmm. And... She had said a lot of things about, you know, oh, I've had this guy take me out to eat. And, you know, if I don't have any Ugh. dates lined up, I'll just, you know, maybe I'll throw something together. I'm like, sounds to me that's like gross. she's really all about just getting a like free meal. Like trying to get a free meal. Yeah. Is so, that a
1: thing? Like, yeah, I guess that's I the think thing. it is.
0: I mean, you mentioned it in the dating episode. Yeah. It's like people do things for sex or for dinner, you know? And so, like, I don't, I don't know. I I don't mind treating someone to a meal. Yeah. I like feeding people. I love cooking for people, too. <laughs> But yeah. am I going to bring someone over to my house on the first date?
1: If they suggested it,
0: I don't know. It depends. Okay. I don't know. I, I think every situation is different. Yeah. Some people, you're like, yeah, I'm definitely meeting them in public. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um. But anyway, w- this episode isn't about dating. It's about something else. But <laughs> what were we I do talk? have yeah. one more. I do have one more follow up question. Okay. <laughs> for you, um, because this is something that you brought up in the very first episode. So it's been a month since, um you had your epiphany yep. and you made the decision to yeah. stop taking Adderall yeah. and i wanted to follow up with you on that and just be like hey how is that going was that a good decision uh <laughs>
1: oh god um i think that overall it like i am um i'm like struggling a little bit okay with some things um but i I still am okay. I still feel like confident in that I'm like made the right decision. Um, I feel like right now I'm just like I am meeting a bump in the road,
0: yeah, how yeah. so?
1: Just like
0: are you still kind of like get, making that transition and kind of easing into that new,
1: yeah, trying to like get. Like, uh, like I've been feeling maybe a little like depressed, like having like depressed feelings, you know, like uh, feeling
0: feeling your feelings, feeling uh, a bit
1: incompetent, (laughs) like those kinds of things.
0: Like, you know,
1: you know, as you do,
0: I've noticed you use the word incompetent a lot.
1: Oh, do I? You do. Do you think I use it on the podcast a lot? Do you like, do you think if you like did a word count, it'd be like.
0: I I specifically recall the thing about the husband and the t- daughter who always wanted to dictate what the boys did okay, when they were yeah, playing. Yeah. You said he handled it incompetently. Okay. I was, didn't ask do you, you think I any, was right? I I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's right. I don't know what anything is.
1: <laughs> I'm just here. I'm just I here to learn. I don't know what's right or wrong.
0: All right. So give me just one second. We're going to take a fake break. A fake
1: and break? And we're going to
0: pause and get Can you I some take coffee. A, buy this pizza and go, yeah.
1: get coffee? That's sweet.
0: All right. So um, today we're talking about religion. And we were going to wait a little while to bring this up. Yeah. But something happened. <laughs> <laughs> just recently um, Oh, did
1: I tell you before we start? Did I tell you when we did trivia that I didn't want to name them?
0: You did. Okay, cool, cool. Is that still alright? I mean, I don't think we should. Do I have to follow that rule? You said you didn't want to, and I was just like, hey, I don't think don't we should to.
1: name them.
0: Well, then we can't do the thing that I had planned. Okay, let's the name them. I mean, it. we've okay. already named them. Okay. 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 Um, but there's a mega church in our hometown, yeah. But this didn't actually happen at the one here. This happened in the one about an hour and a half away. Apparently, it's like a franchise type situation. Yeah. Where I mean, it's it's kind of embarrassing, really, because they're no,
1: it's so fucking weird.
0: They're um their pastor, their lead minister or whatever. Um. Right claimed that a woman mm-hmm. at some kind of healing service. I mean, she service, claimed too, right? Like she yeah, and she claimed, claimed too, but, but he actually, so so this happened in Joplin, Missouri. Right. Right? He's in Springfield delivering this sermon th- and saying that it happened. He's mm-hmm. like, I was, you know, with these people okay, and, yeah, and yeah. all these kinds of things. Um, And so apparently she had had to have some toes amputated and they had this healing service. Um, and she prayed for her toes to grow back. And they said within like 30 minutes, the toes started growing back bone covered in flesh. And that within an hour, the, the nails had grown back and then they make the claim, not the, not the woman, but I have video of the woman. Oh, I haven't watched any of it. Yeah, no, it's good. This is the most in-depth I've gotten. Right. So she, she's saying she's claiming, but of course she's not like taking her shoe off and showing anybody. Right. Right. Um, but he is saying, he is saying in the sermon that they've even had a doctor confirm it, Mm -hmm. but yet they haven't shown any proof to anybody. And this story,
1: like, what is the reason why they're, they're saying they're not giving proof? Are they saying like, um, we're gonna give you proof, but not yet. Or are they like, what, I mean, I don't know.
0: I haven't heard any statement. From okay. them saying, "Yeah, we're going to give you like," are they being anything.
1: cagey about it? Or are they? I just believe like... so.
0: But but here's the thing, and, okay. and here's so the place is called James River Assembly. Uh, it, the, the story. I know you didn't want to say the name, but the story went viral. Um and so it, it's being picked up and talked Sorry, about. For the coffee, like mother. you're welcome. It's being picked up and it's being talked about by news outlets. Like Newsweek did a story on it. It's oh, all fuck, over Reddit. Okay. It's all over the like atheist groups. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that I've I'm seen part of. it all over. Red- I I keep seeing also like on Reddit people getting like they're like are we going to beat a dead horse here? Blah, blah, blah. Like, have you seen that, like, pushback of, like... How
0: many more posts do we have to have about the toes thing? I was like, like, things this interesting don't happen to us all the time in our area. I mean... Let us have this. It's It's,
1: like, it hasn't been, like, remember the yoga thing?
0: Well, there's something about the yoga. So, I have a couple... So, someone on Reddit, in the local subreddit that we have, asked, like, a legit question for James River. Did you happen to see that post?
1: I might have taken some screenshots of
0: the, it. Because the I've got some screenshots of it, too, or at least some saved comments. Because okay. the question was like, uh, it's l- the largest church in the area. Substantial portion of our local community calls it their home, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically his his question is, he's like, I'm not trying to start a fight or anything like that. But he goes, what is your reaction to this? So I have a couple of saved comments, and it's pretty interesting. Uh, one of the, the first one I saved, it says, I recently started attending their West Campus because I wanted to experience a mega church, and at first it was fun, music was loud, and the people were great, very casual style. Then I noticed they kept asking for money. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got it. A uh, church rifle or relies on its members to give to sustain, but it slowly came to me that they operated like a corporation. They have franchise opportunities. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, what, Really? Yeah. You can franchise a fucking church. Yeah. And it says, then everywhere I looked, I noticed they kept blasting you with QR codes to give money. And it got ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Next was how the pastor opens up the service. It's always testimonies on new people who got job promotions after attending Then the medical miracles. But the miracle testimonies kept getting more and more outrageous, such as raising people from the dead, shorter legs, growing longer, internal pains, suddenly going away. Then the three toes. That was my last straw, and I'm not going back. The fact that this is getting so much attention, and no one from the church is coming out to say anything about it. My thought is that they are preying on the delusional. Church is fine to congregate and deliver a message, but once you start to blatantly lie to your congregation, then it becomes problematic. They are giving these exaggerated testimonies, and I feel the people who stay because they think these miracles can happen to them, but they never will. And so... The thing about the money, so that really reminds me, because again, I've grown up in the church. I went to, I've gone to a number of Pentecostal tent revivals in my lifetime. Now, I've, I've never been a member of a Pentecostal church, but the town I grew up in, had a large Pentecostal community, mm-hmm. went to school with them, had some neighbor kids all my age. So it was very common for us to go to church with each other. They may come to church with our family. I may go to church with theirs. But like theirs was like really fucking weird. Yeah. Um. You know, like the laying of hands on people and and speaking in tongues, which is so fucking just batshit so insane. Me, can
1: I ask you, do you, like, did have you ever... Have you ever spoken in tongues? Absolutely not. Like, have
0: you so, ever... So, I was raised Southern Baptist. Southern Baptists are very, like, stuffy. Okay. If you know what I mean. Um, if somebody... If 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 we're singing a hymn and someone raises their hand to the sky, like, everybody in the service is, like, looking at that guy being like, dude, he put his fucking hand down. Like, that's kind of the the uh, <laughs> attitude that we have towards, uh, like, that. Okay. At least in the church that I grew up in. So, going to these... Uh, rev- tent revivals where you've got people like hooting and hollering and dancing in the aisles no snake handling not like that crazy uh, I didn't but,
1: he- I didn't know that existed yes it into, definitely like, exists the last
0: five years of my yeah. life that's um, wild to me I'm like what the it is it is crazy, but it's also like very jarring to you uh, as a child when you're I exposed can't even to it imagine. and you're not used to. I it. I
1: can't imagine.
0: Now the kids that I went with, they've been going to these churches their whole life, so it's nothing out of the ordinary for them. And like little children are speaking in tongues and everything. But, like,
1: do you think it? Like, what do you think is happening there?
0: I think it's mass hysteria. Okay. Um, it's it's funny because I was talking to someone about this last night, and they were telling me they are not religious anymore, uh, but they grew up in a very Faith. Uh, like faith a healing? very like wild church that had like faith healing and things like okay. that. And their story was when I was five years old, uh, I went to the service, the revival or whatever, and they were doing these like healing prayers and she was suffering from an ear infection and was causing her a lot of pain. And you're a mother, right? So a child with an ear infection, no fun, right? No. Mm. <laughs> right. Um, and so she said she was, had laid down on the pew and that people were praying over her. Um, about healing this ear infection, mm-hmm. and she said it went away like it 100% worked. Now she writes that off, or at least explains it by this is psycholo- psychology, this is the power of suggestion. Our minds are very complex and how they work, and things like that. <laughs> but when she was a kid, she believed it like this was a real deal thing that definitely uh, happened, and this fake yeah. healing actually worked.
1: So I kind of wonder because I, I. Ha- went to that church, uh, pr- like back in the early 2000s. hmm So like, probably like, uh, like, b- like 2003-ish. Apparently time. it's
0: a lot different now and than it used to be.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a lot different now than it, that it, like there was no like faith healing, like extravaganza shows. Uh, they didn't have, like I've been, I, cause like the earliest I went to, it was probably like 99. hmm Um, Maybe it was like, do you, do you remember when like, uh, the pastor went missing?
0: no i never heard about that
1: did you read about it on reddit
0: no oh the pastor wild. is it the same pastor lindell no, or whatever so it was
1: like a cop like um his name was like uh john carpenter you should look it up okay. it's wild it's like so and somebody uh since the toe thing happened um have we mentioned even what happened have we talked about
0: what are you talking about the,
1: okay we, we talked
0: about the toe thing. okay sorry <laughs> Like we haven't really gotten to the main point okay. I'm trying to make about the okay. Pentecostal church.
1: <laughs> okay, sorry.
0: And and um.
1: Anyway, uh, so let's let's move on. Let's move forward.
0: So what I was saying is the the person had <laughs> mentioned about like they're they're constantly being pressured to give money. Yes. And there's another comment on there. I'm not going to read it, but um, they talk about how they went to the church with a friend of theirs. They had just moved to Springfield. Hard time to find you know community and friend group and all yeah. that stuff. So someone invited them to James River, and they had asked her. uh you know, where's your husband? Hmm. And she said, well, my husband's an atheist. And they said, well, do you work? And she goes, no, I'm a stay at home mom. And they're like, well, I don't think we're going to be right for you because you can't tithe. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Like you can't give us 10% of your income. And at the Pentecostal Mm -hmm. tent revival, I had gone to, Yes. I remember, and this I remember it so vividly because I was a child, and they had had this like traveling preacher that went through uh, these Pentecost. It was funny because he had this microphone that he like hung on a necklace around <laughs> his neck, but it was like just a regular microphone that yeah. you would see, like you know, that you would hold a handheld right. mic. Um, but he said, "God told me that He wants everyone in this room to give a thousand dollars tonight to my ministry."
2: Oh God!
0: And I'm looking around. I'm what like, if you this don't have a
1: thousand dollars?
0: Well, I'm I'm looking around and I'm seeing these old ladies uh pulling out their checkbooks writing checks and i don't know if they're writing checks for a thousand dollars but they're yeah they're writing checks they're prompted yeah and and i had that idea and and again i'm i'm maybe like 11, 12, I had that idea I was like, this is fucked up, this is wrong did this, you, this speaking point, in tongues thing is, is fucked up
1: <laughs> at any point did you think, oh shit I, need, I don't have any money to give? Were you like freaked out? That, no, like, absolutely not. Oh okay,
0: I don't know. I that... didn't have a job, I never, like my parents would give me like 50 cents every Sunday to give in Sunday school like uh, my offering or whatever and like and if like, you're, I don't so if you're Southern Baptist
1: <laughs> if you're Southern Baptist, like that's chill like, mm-hmm. oh that's cute, but, Like he's given 50 cents yeah, it's like, oh he brought 50 cents you know what just happened? I know this is kind of wild but like like the only times I ever went to church was with like my grandma and my grandpa and like I just like... Felt the smell of it.
0: You just felt the smell of the church. Yeah.
1: And it was like it felt like it wasn't a bad thing. Like it was like it felt good kind of.
0: Really? Like a comforting situation yeah, when you're that with was your grandma. Yeah. that was weird. It's the power of the mind, man. Whew. The power of the mind. That but felt
1: like yeah, it felt like a warm blanket.
0: But that person I was talking to last night that had that faith healing experience mm-hmm. told me. They said, you know, I used to get so like wrapped up and and filled with the Holy Spirit at these mm-hmm. uh church services, yeah. right? And then I went to my first concert, and I felt the same way. And that's how she kind of knew. She's like, wait, no, this is just, you're getting caught up in the moment. You're getting caught up in the energy with everybody else, and, and you're kind of like feeling things that maybe yeah. aren't necessarily there. Um, and I feel like that might be a kind of a, a good analogy for that, that filled with the Holy Spirit thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? Do you think it's a psychological thing or do you think faith healing might actually be real? (laughs) I don't think it's I don't think it's real.
1: Um, I think it's like um, I'm curious what the intention is right now like when i think about like the church that we're talking about here like the mega church like what i mean obviously um people are going to want evidence mm-hmm. like the way people are they want they they're like okay if this is real um you know i saw a comment on uh reddit i can't remember i'm not going to be able to say it verbatim but it right. was basically like um during covid uh, when the church was filled up and nobody was wearing masks, there was video evidence like people were proud to, um, be streaming that live. Mm-hmm. Um, but when a woman's toes grow back or whatever, by the power of Jesus in the faith of, you know,
0: the, there's no proof. There's,
1: there's no, no proof, and there's no evidence, and it's it's bananas. And so, like, if if like it's. So, what is the intention in sharing that testimony? If it's like, what what is that pastor's intent? I mean, I don't know. That makes me go. I've read multiple comments
0: from people that talk about how they claim that people can be raised from the dead. So I I don't even know what that means. Like in like resurrected a literal from, sense. from death and brought back to life. Are we talking
1: like pet cemetery shit? We're talking what the fuck we're are talking are we pet talking cemetery?
0: Here. We're talking like maybe you had a child that passed away and they're like, well, we're gonna pray really hard and God's gonna bring your child back to you. Like, like that's that's loony. But that's, that's okay, but what more, does that, that mean? Does that ridiculous. mean
1: that like God is gonna bring you like that child back to you in a, a metaphorical sense, or is that literal?
0: I think they mean it literally. They say that toes literally regrew. And so if they – so I think in that context, if they're telling you that we can grow amputated limbs in a matter of minutes just from the power of prayer and then they go on to tell you that you can resurrect the dead doing the same thing, I think it stands to reason that they are meaning that literally. Would you agree? I mean,
1: who are they – like that's, that's a scary part. I'm like, who are they trying to convince?
0: I don't know. Are they doing this just for clout? Like that's that's a what question that I clout? have. the clout? Who's getting clout? I, I mean, even, not necessarily clout. Like you
1: mean what we're doing? We're giving them free, pl- like we're giving them free publicity. I mean, but
0: we're talking shit too. Yeah, uh, but, but like, I have a video queued up now. This is a local comedian who posted this on Reddit. Okay, and he actually calls the church and talks oh. to them about it, and it's intercut with pieces I... from the sermon. Okay, um, and the lady that is making the claim about. Um, Having regrown her toes. So okay. like, we're going to hear it from the source. All right. Um, but he's talking to someone. He's talking to somebody on the phone. That's a representative of the church. Okay. And they are 100% sticking with the story that this woman's toes were regrown.
1: All right. I haven't seen this. So this is great.
3: Turn it up. That this yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Oh, 100%. This absolutely yeah. Oh, my yes. gosh. Yes. Well. Absolutely that's amazing boy had
2: three toes that were amputated in a, in a terrible accident I heard the word for creative miracles and I thought well I certainly have a creative miracle that I might need I need got a creative imagination back the person next to me said do you want new toes and I was like well sure and <laughs> got down and they prayed over my foot and I decided to take my shoe off to see what was happening when he said, let's see the progress or if anything's happened. And when I did, I had to grab the person next to me and say, do you see what I see? And I saw three toes that were forming and now there's length to them tonight. Thank you for calling James River Church. Your phone call is- So I'm going to pause it real quick because
0: in what, on what planet would somebody- see that new toes are growing and not fucking pull out their cell phone and start recording that right then and there.
1: How many, <laughs> how, okay, so like how many people would have been like around, like how many people would have been witnessing this? Well, it
0: says later on that she was surrounded by I think maybe like three or four to maybe even five people. So let's let's go on. Now here he is on the phone with um, this representative of the church. Okay, I would
2: like to speak with someone in our counseling department. Please press one. Otherwise, please stay on the line and we
3: will connect with you shortly. Thank you, for contacting Richard. This is how may I help you. Hey, uh, I got a real quick question for you. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So I've been on uh, Facebook recently and um, yes. there was this woman, right? She said you guys had like a revival or something. And, and my understanding is that you guys regenerated three toes down there in Joplin. Is that true? <laughs> I love how he asks so that. If I'm, I just want to make sure I'm getting this straight. You're saying literally that, that three toes that were gone appeared yeah. out of nowhere.
2: Yeah, so what, um, actually, um, we have a service just started, our second service started at 1045, and in the beginning of the service, they go, we had a week of power mm-hmm.
4: last week. Yeah.
2: And it was basically, we're healing. I
4: just uh, experienced one of the most um, incredible weeks of my life this last week for quite a few reasons. But one, I was, I was a big at preacher. a great, great church. They have church, such soothing church. voices, don't they? And uh, no. James River Church, they're great, amazing T-town. pastors, just can't can't speak high, too high of them.
3: The official position of James River Church <laughs> is that this happened.
2: Go. Yes, oh, absolutely, oh, absolutely. Oh, 100%. This 100%. Absolutely it
3: absolutely oh happened. They aren't denying yeah. it. Well,
2: absolutely.
3: That's amazing.
2: And I'm not even sure what... The
3: Okay. But, um, do you know campus it was? It was okay, it was Joplin. It was Joplin. It was a
4: Joplin yeah. campus. This gal was at one of the other campuses and said, "I want my toes back." And so another guy was praying for her. And as I as I I, ha- I have the the statement took about 30 minutes, but they saw the bone come wrap in flesh, completely grow out, and by morning <laughs> the toenails everything in no. form. She got three brand new toes. Three brand new toes.
3: Stop. it is 100% ridiculous do you surely I mean surely since she's, this she's happened you phone guys phone. have like something on your website or something I can take a look at at the new toes right
2: um I don't think so I don't think so
3: really yeah. the woman who did the prank
4: her husband is a medical doctor
1: no. He is examined, he Do I don't Do we know if he is? And
4: yep, he's she's got three brand new toes. So. He's fucking
1: making right. that shit up. Can They're we fact lame. check
2: that shit?
3: If, if I get proof, I will give you more than ten percent of my income. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> she Seriously, just like I will give you I'll give you Oh my god. Man
4: I, I guess the of toes, no. But it's also nice to have a doctor come and check things out and say, guess what? This is for real.
3: So I, I do have another question I just thought of I've got a, a dear friend of mine has a this is uh, great I love this um, she's missing her arm from her elbow mm-hmm. down so what could she do to get a new arm from James River?
2: Where is she? Um, is she local or not?
3: yeah yeah she's from here in Springfield.
2: Okay, um, we do prayer service and do a healing each service Sunday nine ten forty five and Wednesday night. You know um, I do know that if you. Call in advance they can pray for her uh, before or after service. Okay. We do that as well. But yeah, I just have do her come to the
3: campus. If she were to come, like, is it? Do I what? what what's the th- Would you say that it's that a she, The chance oh, yeah, that absolutely. she might get her arm back. He asked her if she can get her arm. I back. don't
2: think
3: I would put a percentage on God. I say 100. percent. I mean, I'm not gonna say oh 100. Get your arm back, man, man, James River man Church. Man so, yeah. so my friend with half an arm comes to Jane the church, shows up with half an arm and leaves with her arm back. I'm not going to say God can't do that.
2: We always say it, it might not happen today, but it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Yeah. We leave and we pray for you and That's it doesn't hard. happen. She didn't do it today, but it doesn't mean he's not going to do it tomorrow.
3: Right. Well, I guess it, never it,
2: say never, so yeah.
3: I guess it wouldn't be very wise to offer a guarantee on something like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> And you're not doing it, it's God So, I mean, I'm you can't really Exactly, yeah okay. The <laughs> views and
0: opinions expressed so, by the lady that answers our yeah, phone she <laughs> Yeah, she
3: really
0: can As the ladies prayed no, for Christ Now this is for the, the actual pastor minutes, there Where he's all three telling
3: the story So And by that point were longer than her pinky toe Within an hour Nails began to grow This is the
0: main pastor at the church
3: And and they're just eating this that shit up. She went to it to Kelly's husband, a medical doctor. She went and was examined. She has three toes. Yes. We
0: need to hear from Kelly's husband.
2: I Kelly's husband,
0: the
1: doctor.
2: Listen, do you understand? I can stand on tippy toes. No, I couldn't do that because I didn't have toes to tippy on. She I grew, didn't she have grew. toes to t-
0: She grew toes and now she can, she didn't have toes to tippy on. So the, the reason why we, the reason why we're even uh, talking about this is because one of the things that you specialize in your practice is religious trauma. Um, and I can see how something like this could be traumatic for someone, especially if they're being told that an ailment that they have can be cured. If they believe hard enough, then what happens if it doesn't get cured? they start to think, well, I'm not a good enough Christian. Yeah. And then I'm going to burn for an eternity in hell. Yeah, um, and, that's,
1: and that's like, I guess, like, I don't, I've never had that fear. Has that ever been something that you have been afraid of? Um, Like in your whole life?
0: Yeah, it okay. has. Maybe not necessarily for getting something of my own cured, but.
1: No, I mean, like, just have was, you ever been afraid, like, that you didn't, that you, that you're not good enough at being a Christian. Yeah, like absolutely. You, okay. So let
0: me tell you a story. Okay. Um, I was quote unquote saved at like four years old. My parents okay. led me through the Lord's prayer where you invite Jesus into your heart. And then I got baptized. And so I was a Christian at four, which I mean, that's kind of a lot to ask of a four year old to make that kind of commitment <laughs> to a religion. Yeah. Um, But by the time I got into like, I think it was around fifth grade, I had a lot of doubts right and and a lot of questions and when I would try to express or communicate those doubts to my parents or to other people like senior members of the church it was that I didn't have faith I didn't know yeah. faith wasn't strong enough and you shouldn't question God and uh, proof denies faith and without faith you know yeah right Um, so I actually rededicated my life to Christ mm-hmm. in the fifth grade so like I stood up in front of my entire church exposing myself as a fraudulent Christian at five, fifth grade, and and rededicated say, my life say, to Christ.
1: I, I, when you're like. I stood up. And yeah, expo- and like no, you said I through-
0: stood up and exposed myself. <laughs> well, not like you know, literally, like pulled my dick out. Of me. <laughs> no, I
1: know what you said. It's like that's like
0: the imagery I get in my mind.
1: <laughs> right, sorry.
0: Um, but yeah, mm. I rededicated. I, it's like I felt like it didn't take, so I rededicated my life to to Christ at that point. And then by the how time. how long were you
1: convinced?
0: What do you mean convinced? Like
1: after what? that rededication, how long were you like? I don't think I ever
0: felt. Like I was like, so that's the thing when you're, when you become a Christian, um, or when you go to church, you're told that there's going to be this moment where it all makes sense to Mm -hmm. you and you're going to get filled with the Holy spirit. Right. Um, and it never happened. That moment never came to me. And I was also like coupled that with really like crushing guilt because Mm -hmm. I was raised in an environment where like sex is bad and any That's kind of like fair. dirty thoughts uh mean you're like a bad person. So, you know, I'm going through puberty, right? Mm-hmm. Discovering my own body and being interested in girls and yeah sneaking porno mags and stuff and you know, jerking off all that shit. And but I feel like <laughs> terrible about it. Yeah. And I feel like just do you so feel like, guilty do, just for, for when you being say mad.
1: like when you say you feel like terrible about it, like do you feel like that like the devil is like sneaking in? I think i like he's I didn't coming feel, to get you that's and the thing i didn't up. really
0: feel like it was the devil but i just felt like just guilty because I, I was like this is me i don't i don't i never put it on any kind of like external force okay. causing me to sin
1: so it right? wasn't like that the devil was like standing between you and god
0: no it was okay. it was myself okay. right because so, i was just having all these like you know feelings that are fucking normal for 13 yeah. year old boys to have right Right. Or any person going through puberty. It's it's normal. Um, well, I don't know. But but they make you feel like <laughs> I'm just kidding. like uh, like you're bad for it, like you're a wicked person. You're a sinner. Yeah. But um, you didn't so sins we, of the flesh. Is did what you call feel it. like that, though? Did you feel like you were a sinner? I did feel like I felt guilty. Like I said, it was it was like crushing guilt in my own behavior because I'm being told that this is wrong, that yeah. this is evil and this is wicked. But like, I still want to do it. Right. You know, I still want to think about like boobs, boobs. And yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, yeah. Um, So that's kind of what led that to me. But the thing that like led me away from the church, the, the last straw was, um, is this going to be emotional? Um, Maybe. Okay. The last straw for me, and and again, my religious trauma might not necessarily be as traumatic as other people. Okay. And we can talk about some of your experiences with uh, not getting into too much detail, but about just some of the things that some of your clients go through, because I'd love to hear it. But yeah. like the last straw for me is, you know, my parents weren't well off. A lot of people in our church were. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and when I was 16 years old, I got a job and mm-hmm. got a loan and bought a car. Uh, mm-hmm. in my own name and was paying for it myself. It was like $1,500. 85 Ford LTD. It looked like a car a fucking librarian would have drove.
1: Oh yeah. What color was it?
0: <laughs> brown. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Was it like dark or light brown? Light brown. Okay. Yeah. Like I tan? Could probably, yes. Yes. I could probably find a picture of it and show it to you sometime. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I was excited. This was my first car. 16 yeah. years old is my first car. So, of course mom dad I'm gonna drive my car by myself to church on Sunday I'd just gotten it right I'm laying on the law. yeah so my um, so I'm sitting in youth group so the way it was is like all the youth would meet in this one room and we would have a little service with the main youth pastor and mm-hmm. then we would break off into how different, old were you I was 16 okay 16 That's so cool. we would break off into different classes based on our grade okay right so I'm uh, 16 like, so I was like a junior in high school okay um, <clears throat> 11, you're 11, something like that. Uh, so anyway, my Sunday school teacher was a fucking doctor <laughs> first mm-hmm. off. So he comes up and he sits next to me in the, in the big group area. Right. And he's like, Hey, I saw you driving a car to, <laughs> to church, you know? Hey, and I was like, yeah, it's my car and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, I mean, again, my parents aren't well off and he's a doctor and my parents, like we grew up in a trailer park, you know, like no lie. trailer park. Um, and got a lot of shit for it from people mm-hmm. I went to school with and people I went to church with. Gotcha. Uh, but anyway, I'm like, yeah. And I'm, I was super excited. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm working. I'm, I'm paying for it myself and all this stuff. And he straight, this motherfucker straight up looks at me and he's like, well, your parents couldn't afford it anyway. Oh. And I was like, what? And this is like a sensitive, like, this is like a sensitive topic to me. Because, again, I got bullied a lot yeah. for growing up in poverty. Right. Yeah. People like, go, oh, you have Walmart shoes, you know, stuff like that. Like yeah. it, like kids can be so fucking cruel, Katie. Like, for sure. Yeah. I mean adults can too. Yeah. <laughs> but still, I've no one's ever given me shit for my shoes since I've fucking you know, got child. out of high school. Right? <laughs> um But he was like, no, well they couldn't do it anyway. I was like, yeah, they can. So and, and they were that, in a better and, financial yeah. position when I was sixteen. They yeah. had bought their first house. We weren't living in the trailer park at that point. And I was like, yeah, they can. And he's like, no, they can't. I was like, yeah, they they can. And he and he like Double down. Like, uh, your parents can't afford a $1,500 car for their 16 year old son. I don't know what his fucking problem is, but I stood up
2: oh and I my walked God. out. <laughs> really?
0: I stood up, I walked out, I got in my car, I drove home and fucking cried. Oh. I felt so Jeez. terrible. And then my parents, when they got home, they're like, why weren't you in the main service? Because I was supposed to go to the main service after a uh, youth career. They're like, I lost my fucking religion. I told them the story and I was like, I'm not going back. And they didn't. They didn't argue with me. They didn't push yeah. back. But what bothers me is that they're friends with that guy
1: to this day.
0: Okay, to this day they're friends with oh that my guy. God. He's never fucking apologized.
1: Do you think He's he He's never even acknowledged knows? it. I know
0: he knows because they told me that they told him. Damn. That that's the reason Eric refuses to step foot in this church again is because of what you said to him and he never owned up to it. <laughs> he never fucking apologized to it. And then when I moved back to Harrison, I had an interaction with him at the retail store I worked at. And he didn't bring it up at all. And I'm like, you motherfucker, you destroyed a fucking teenager's faith in God. <laughs> and you don't even feel bad about it. Like I will never fucking Hang on. That shit. <laughs> <laughs> no I'm not saying that that's the reason I'm not saying that's the reason on, I lost faith in like, God because okay. I was having a lot of doubts right um, but like that religion. was <laughs> but that was the last time I ever stepped foot in yeah. the church and I never will again like fuck him fuck that guy that fucking doctor gonna talk to name you and him. make fun of a name him and I'm shame not, no, him no I'm not gonna do that no, I'm just kidding I'm Don't not gonna do that, that but, but still like it, that fucking it sticks with me to this day like I still get mad like how dare you fucking shame a teenager about how much money their parents fucking make
1: yeah. like fuck you
0: dude like seriously I
1: agree I agree I I think okay so do you think that you're like do you think like you're healed from that
0: probably not I don't know I mean I don't make a lot of money either but it's not like I'm I don't know I, I don't know I don't know I'm not worried about what people are gonna think if I'm poor or whatever you know, I, yeah. I I take care of my shit. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. good at budgeting money and yeah. managing money and things like that. But what advice? So I, I mean, let's kind of get this to the to the main uh, <laughs> reason that we're <laughs> even doing this fucking podcast is: Do you feel like people that deal with neurodivergence do you feel like they have a harder time in settings like this than oh, maybe neurotypicals, yes. and why?
1: I think that like, um, so uh, like I was on uh, the eight, okay. There is a podcast called ADHD AF mm-hmm. is ADHD I've, as females. Yes. I shout out to uh friend Lauren of the show. Um, so I was on that. Um, I was on that podcast and um, and it was the first time like I was listening to that podcast and I emailed them. Um, and one of the things that I heard on that uh, on their show was they were talking about ADHD tax, um, like literal tax, like sort of like. Um, what it's cost you financially. Like
0: TAX tax. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like
1: what it's cost you to have ADHD. And like, maybe I should
0: listen to that episode. uh,
1: Yeah. And it it is sort of like, um, um, because of the, like, the issues that a person may have with their executive functioning and like the things that it costs them, like late payments. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, things of that nature where it's like, uh, where it c- literally costs you financially to have ADHD or like ha- be neurodivergent in some way.
0: So, like, how do, like, what kind of example would, would you say there would be as far as how there would be a financial? impact on your life as ADHD? Just not the ability to manage money or or what?
1: No. So, like, uh, I think just I have a really hard time with budgeting and with impulsivity and Mm -hmm. um, with returning things.
0: Yeah. Do you have a hard time returning things or not returning things? All of it. So... I never returned anything to a store ever. Yeah. Like that was just something I never did. Yeah. Oh, this product sucks too bad. I guess I'm stuck with yeah. it forever. Oh, this broke, this is defective. Oh, that fucking sucks. I can't yeah. deal. I guess I it. don't get it. It wasn't until I started working in retail and just saw the sheer amount of stuff people would return. And that it really wasn't a big deal that I was like, okay, I'm cool with taking stuff back to the store or Amazon makes it really easy, especially if they're willing to come to your house and pick it up. Cause yeah. I've had UPS pickups for returns. Yeah. So I have been able to do more of that, but, Again, the majority of my adult life, never ever tried to take anything back to a store, whether I liked it or not, yeah. or the it yeah. was working or not. It's just like hey, I, I think
1: guess. something for me is like um, I really, really like my job. Mm-hmm. It's something that like I can't imagine doing anything else other than what I do
0: for a living. Well, let's talk um, about that because we're trying to talk about religion, <laughs> so we're kind of we're kind of veering off a little bit here, right? Um, but in your practice, you specialize in religious yes. trauma. Um, so can you give me without going into any kind of detail, like, you know, too crazy detail, like what are some of the things that some of your clients are dealing with right now as far as like traumatic religious experiences, just in a general type of,
1: um, so without going into too much detail, I think that like. Uh, When Trump got elected Mm -hmm. um, and there became like a pretty, a pretty wide division between like the right and left. Mm -hmm. And I think you would probably agree with that. Oh, yeah. I've got some opinions. Yeah. (laughs) Just around, especially where we live, because it's so conservative, where um, I was I was getting a lot of clients who were suffering from this like division in their family that they couldn't really like, uh, like name exactly. But then as we started to explore it and unpack it, it would be, um, it would be like say, uh, that they did not feel the same way that their parents did in terms of like, they did not feel like they were religious anymore and Mm -hmm. they couldn't confront their parents about that. But part of the, um, part of the catalyst to them seeing that they weren't religious is like Trump being elected. And then those ideals being exploited. I totally in a way that was like, they just saw it and were they, they were like, I can't do this. And it really created just this huge division right. in a lot of families. And
0: and I have read that there's a statistic of like, I think 14% left the church after yeah. Trump got elected. And I'm, I'm surprised that number is not higher, but I actually had a conversation with my mother about this. Because it's like, it's disgusting. It's quite frankly disgusting when you are raised by a group of people. And I'm not mm-hmm. talking about just my parents. My parents actually aren't that political. Mm-hmm. They they used to be, but I mean they don't like Trump. They for sure don't like Trump.
1: Gosh. My, See, mom's like, my mom's like, my mom's like, I went to his
0: Twitter page and it was humiliating. Yeah. <laughs> like that's those are the words that she used. And she's like, and I can tell you he's not a Christian. But I'd call her I was like, I need some answers here because I've got a lot of people in my family right now who used to be like paragons of virtue, right? So, you know, I'm a righteous person. I'm a good christian and 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 this and this and this but you're like glorifying this guy yeah the this guy who's the antithesis of everything that you taught me about yeah. integrity honor righteousness morality humility and and this guy is anointed by god fuck you <laughs> sure, you know and, yeah. and that shit no i'm telling you it Makes me angry. Yeah. Like, I'm angry. Yeah. Because you should be. Because you're a fucking hypocrite. Yeah. You are a hypocrite, you know, at this point. Mm-hmm. And now, nothing you say will be interpreted by me with any amount of sincerity at all. Yeah. You want to tell me that you're a good, righteous Christian, but you're going to fucking prop up this motherfucker? Grab him by the pussy, motherfucker. This guy? Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, I agree. You're going to burn in hell right next to him if this shit is true. You're going to have to answer. If if God is real, and I don't, for the record, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in God. But if God is real. (laughs) Yeah you've got some explaining to do on judgment day. (laughs) I'm telling you, I got strong opinions about this because that's when it really came to a head. But no, it wasn't until, so a lot of people left the church Mm -hmm. and a lot of, a lot of your clients are, are like processing that religious trauma and the catalyst was Donald Trump. Absolutely. I left the church as a teenager and haven't been back since, but after that catalyst that happened for everybody else just made my, Uh, Conviction that I made the right Decision when I was a teenager that much Did you
1: feel like it? Like did you feel like before That um, you were More quiet about like your Disagreement with the church and then After that you felt like you could be loud
0: so I have definitely gone through phases. Okay, I've gone through the asshole atheist phase okay, where yeah. I'm telling everybody that you know, fuck you, right. what you believe is wrong, and all these kinds of things. I've gone through the well, maybe I'm just agnostic. I don't know, right? You know, but maybe then I've the kind of universal's
1: God, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but
0: then I've but then I've kind of gone through the like, okay, I need to take a good hard look at at what I actually believe, right. and at the end of the day. If you say, is Eric, is there a God? I cannot say yes. Yeah. So that means I have to say no. Right. Right. And so like saying I'm agnostic to me and if you want to be agnostic, go for it. I'm not saying it's anything bad, but for me telling someone I'm agnostic is not being honest with them. It's not being honest with me because I don't believe. I, I 100% don't. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you, and this is something that I hear from a lot of people that I've talked to that have left religion, and this is probably something that you hear from your clients. But once you walk away,
2: mm.
0: once you um, make that decision, I don't believe in God, His teachings, and 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 the church and the Bible, all these things are like irrelevant to me yeah. now. It's such a uh, freeing feeling. It's like such a weight. like is lifted from you and you feel truly like free for the first time. Mm -hmm. Right. And you can still be a good person. And honestly, I feel like the, the, um, the atheists who do good things, volunteer work, charity work, and all those kinds of things are more uh, sincere than someone doing it as a Christian. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't have the fear of eternal damnation and punishment as a motivator for me to be a good person. Mm-hmm. My motivation for being a good person is because I just want to be a good person. Right. And I don't want to harm others. Right. Right. Which
1: is more trustworthy, like, it, just on the whole.
0: Right. <laughs> um. So we actually... <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, this may be like a part one of a religion episode. We'll we'll probably have to revisit this a lot. But if you want to share any of your religious experiences with us or share, like, what was it that made you walk away from the church, uh, email us at neurodetergent.pod at gmail.com. And also... Uh, in the description for each episode, there is a link for you to leave us a voicemail, mm-hmm. um, and we can play it on the show. We can respond to it if you want to tell us your story. That way, you can. Um, yeah. It's not a number that you call. Someone asked me like, "Well, what's the phone number?" And I was like, "No, it's it's a link. It's just you do it on it's your just phone, a y'all. Link. <laughs> it's yeah. just a link." But uh, we are running out of time, so we're going to do our yeah. guest. The outcome for, okay. for this, and then we'll see you next week after that. Okay, so okay. Uh, here we go. Let's do you want me see. to read it
1: because you've been talking a lot.
0: I just feel like maybe you want me to
1: – maybe you want to take a break and breathe? Yeah,
0: um, you can, yeah, read, you can it. read it. Are you sure? This is the s- – not bringing supplies to my friend anymore. I don't have it. Oh, you want, it? You want me to pull it up here? Yeah, it's on your messenger. <laughs> oh. So I don't have the Reddit app. Oh. So when people send okay. me links to Reddit, it opens up uh, Relay for Reddit, which is a third-party app, which I feel works That's better. Th- That's a th- th- third-party it. app.
1: Okay. <laughs> Let's do this. Hang on. I wasn't trying to be like bossy or No, you're fine. Like that. Okay. That's not,
0: that is not, uh.
1: Oh, I did see this. In, an interpretation. I did see that guitar thing. Is that what we're talking about? No, the other thing. Okay. This is Am I the asshole for not bringing supplies to my friend anymore? Um, all right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. This person's nineteen and they are a they are a male okay. identifying as male. Okay,
0: and his best friend is also nineteen. Yes.
1: Okay, I have known my best buddy since we were babies. Aww. We grew up next door. Went to the same school together in our tiny town, went into the same sport and became rivals. I'm not proud to admit, but once we were in high school, I became a real jerk to him and said some awful things, mostly because he was better at the sport than me and I was insecure. He ended up leaving town after graduation and no one knew where he was. I don't think it's all because of me, but yeah, I might have been a part of the reason. He cut contact with everyone, including his mom. He was missing for months and everyone was worried. I really wanted to apologize to him, but no one could reach him. Then some kid from town was out exploring and spotted him living in a rundown house on a mountainside about two hours from town. I was super happy to hear he was okay. Maybe I shouldn't have, but I went up to the mountain to visit him. He was surprised to see me, but he was also very happy. We caught up and finally got a chance to apologize and I finally got a chance to apologize to him. It was like old times. we rekindled our friendship even better than before. when I first visited visited, I saw he didn't really have much to eat or drink, so I started making a trip to him,
0: sorry, to bring him (laughs)
1: making a trip to bring him supplies every other month. It's close by, but hard to get up there. So there's no, sorry, there's no road to drive up there. So I have to walk a few hours, but it's been a year now and I'm getting kind of tired of it. His mom cries about missing him all the time. She can't make the trip up. I missed a month because I got sick. And then, had to, make up day, uh, had to make up work days. He was kind of annoyed about it and snapped at me because he was running low on supplies. But I'm getting annoyed that he insists on living up there. I told him he's hurting his friends and family by keeping his reclusive life and he needs to stop being so selfish and come back to society. It was hurting me that he wasn't taking care of himself. He looks like crap and I always worry about what shape he'll be in when I arrive next. I also told him I was getting sick of going up a mountain every two months. He told me he didn't ask me and I was the one who volunteered to do so. I told him, fine, I would stop because I didn't want to enable him to keep living away from everyone and I haven't been back up to the mountains since. I feel bad. Everyone in town is telling me I should resume bringing him supplies and the gifts they make for him because everyone knows Um, when my trip is coming up. He is kind of a local hero from our sports days. They're saying I'm being a jerk, but I just want him to come back or at least move to somewhere more hospitable, and I feel like if I continue bringing him stuff, he won't. Small update. I went to celebrate... I went to celebrate New York with some New Year's, I think. New Year's, okay, with some of my NY. friends. And why? Why would you do
0: that? I know, right? <laughs> why would you write such a wordy <laughs> post and then <laughs> <Right>? abbreviate
1: <laughs> some of my friends. I'm trying to convince them to do a group visit with me in a few weeks. I told them only the I told them the only way I'd go back up again is if some of them came with me. I didn't really want to go again, but if other people are with me, I'm hoping that they will once, they, once they'll take initiative and start visiting by themselves, too. Or better yet, we can't all convince him to come down. They seemed vaguely open to it, but I'm not sure if it's we want to do this or humoring me to shut me up. Okay. I'm done reading for a second.
0: Okay, so there's a, there's a couple of oh, edits goodness. on it. Like, that was, that was really wordy. I think we're going to have to have a talk with <laughs> our producer about sending us <laughs> such long things to read on here. But anyway... Um, Someone asks the original poster why he can't resupply himself and the, the original poster replied, I asked him during one of my trips and he said he doesn't want to see people. I tried to press him, but he wouldn't say much more about it. And then someone follows up asking how the friend managed to survive when he was missing and he replied he had a lot of cans and water jugs when I first went up he claims he also occasionally caught animals and found plants in the forest to eat sometimes I wonder if he was leaving the shop or leaving to shop and didn't want to admit it because it was easier to have me do it for him he did look very thin so who knows I think this is bullshit I think this whole story is bullshit like I mean
1: let's proceed though as uh, if it's real let's just proceed as though it's real so what do you think the
0: outcome is because if, if this is true that guy doesn't owe his friend anything. You know, he has to walk hours to bring him supplies. Okay. Wait,
1: does it say if. has Yes.
0: Walk? Yes. He said he had to walk for hours because there was no road that goes up to this house. And everybody in town is like, no, you have to bring him supplies. If he's a local sports hero, hero and everybody gives a shit about this kid, then maybe they should take turns bringing this guy supplies. If this story is true. I, this seems a little far-fetched. <laughs> 19-year-old. Come on.
1: I agree. I agree that it's far-fetched. I, so, he, uh, have you ever seen Lars and the Real Girl?
0: No, I haven't. You've I've never watched
1: it? it.
0: I, oh, damn it. I mean, do you think I'm lying to you when I say no? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. I know it has, okay. like, Joaquin Phoenix in it, and he falls in love with, the, like, a it's sex It's not follow, Joaquin right? Phoenix. Oh, it's not? It's Ryan Gosling. Oh, okay. Is that how you say it? Anyways. Oh, no, I'm thinking of the one where he falls in love with the AI, like, machine, like Alexa-type thing. Okay, so... That Joaquin Phoenix. Fe- Her.
1: Her no, uh, Lars and the Real Girl is Ryan Gosling, and it's like uh, he falls in doll. love with a sex doll. Yeah, right? a sex doll. Yeah, um, it's not a blow up doll. It's a sex doll. Anyway, right. and
0: those things are expensive. You think they're worth
2: it?
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't think he used it as a sex doll in this movie, so it's hard to say. So it was, anyway, anyways, it doesn't matter. But like, it does kind of remind me of it because like re- the that movie reminds me of this Reddit post because it's like, how far are you willing to go to like kind of um, enable somebody's like behavior if it's like their mental health like where like how do you toe the line right.
0: uh toe the line so do you feel like it's kind of a pun from do you think this this kid that's living up in the woods and doesn't want to see anything do you think that there's a mental health issue there behind obviously it? right i don't know is it i guess it's not neurotypical to want to isolate yourself in the mountains where well not everybody too- who have
1: a mental not everyone who has a mental illness is like neurodivergent okay but so like i think um somebody like he's going through something and he's even saying that he's saying like he can't be around people and it's like um like he's not doing well mentally Mm -hmm. like he's decompensating like there's something wrong okay right right is that like the message you got from the post is that i mean i
0: guess but it's just like it's just weird that like everybody in town and this kid's family is all putting it on this one kid to go like take care of this guy. I agree. That wants to Live up there. I mean, I, I agree. Don't know, it shouldn't be. Let, up to let him. me read the update here. So. Please, please. Uh, so please. back on New Year's, I made a post about not bringing supplies up to my friend who was living on a mountain anymore. <laughs> I did end up going back up the mountain with my friends, but like I said, I didn't bring supplies. We all tried to talk to him to come down, but he refused. I was pretty disheartened, but he made his choice, and so had I. I told him I wouldn't be back, but if he ever wanted to come down, my door was always open to him.' About a month later, I was surprised when there was a knock on my door, and I opened it, and it was him. He was so thin and dirty, but seeing him off the mountain made me happy. I got him cleaned up, and now he's staying with me. I was a bit surprised that he didn't want to go home to his mom, but he told me I was the only one who made an effort to be there for him when he was acting unreasonable, and that he wanted to stay with me if that was okay. So, yeah, he's living with me now, and who knows what the future holds. Edit. Thanks for all the comments. I see a lot of you are concerned that I'm not going to be able to set boundaries with him or that he's going to mooch off of me. You don't have to worry. My grandpa set me up with a really good job at the local gym in our town, and I'm making good money and living by myself. I have enough to support the both of us for now, and really, I don't mind him staying indefinitely. Yeah, this kid's definitely 19. (laughs) (laughs) Giving him a safe space to recover is all I want for him right now, and we can worry about the rest later. We got him set up with a therapist online that will be seeing him twice a week and I'm hoping it will help him. I may be a little over my head when it comes to mental health issues. I don't know how to help him myself and I don't know when to ask him questions or when to back off. I don't want to make things worse, and I'm a bit scared to talk to him about the past, but hopefully the therapist can help him. I also urged him to call his mom. He claimed he will sometimes this week.
1: I mean, if like if this is real, it's like, gosh, wouldn't you love to just run into somebody like that? That's just that like, uh, willing to fucking help. I mean... Like That's I don't know. heartwarming, if that's real. I mean, it is. I
0: guess the, the conclusion to the story is heartwarming. 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 <laughs> um, but, I don't know. It just seems a little, like I said, it seems a little far-fetched.
1: I hope it's real, because that's, it, it is like, oh, what a, like, I, I hope people like that exist. Okay. Don't you?
0: I mean, yeah. Is that it? People that do good just for good, right?
1: Like, if that kid's real, like, he's just a 19-year-old
0: kid being like... Just Fuck being them. a good guy. help you. Just helping a, helping out a friend. But it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I make great money and I work at a gym. Like, I'm, I'm, right. how do you make good money at a gym? Don't those, I mean, I'm unless not maybe question you're a personal it. I'm not going to and... question it
1: because I really want it to be real.
0: <laughs> okay. Then it's real. If it's real to you. Just like God. It's, if God is real, real to you, then it's real, right?
1: hmm Yes,
0: <laughs> yes, I mean, look, I'm not trying to like you know, I understand when when we're talking about faith, I understand that people take that very seriously. I have a lot of people that are very religious in my family, um, and that their faith is very important to them, and they honestly will get offended uh when their faith is challenged,
1: Wow, well, you know, that, so I, I think don't wanna... that's like one of the things so right? right like it,
0: that like I don't want any everybody to think that that Eric, after hearing this is just some asshole atheist who who do you? Um, like, I feel like I can be respectful to other people in there. Um, what
1: if some people do think you're just some asshole?
0: I mean, a lot of people already do, Katie. So I'm used to it.
1: So you're going to be able
0: to handle it. But I just want to preface or not preface. What's the opposite of preface where you put it at the end? The prologue. Um, you know, if if, <laughs> you, if wanna... you are a religious person and you're listening right. to this, uh, more power to you. Right. Just don't take rights away from somebody else. If you are
1: a religious person and you're listening to this. I don't think you're probably listening to this <laughs> You're anymore. probably fine, right? <laughs> I doubt you're still here.
0: All right, look. So, you know, hey, we may have gone off the rails a little bit on this episode. That's okay. Um, oh, man,
1: we did. It's just, it's I just, not even, yeah.
0: It's just one episode. It's just one episode. We'll have more. It's fine. They mm-hmm. can't all be zingers, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're done. We'll see you guys next week. And remember, if you want to share anything with us, if you have any questions for us, um, if you want to share an experience, if you want to leave us a voicemail, hit us up, neurodetergent.pod at gmail.com, or click the link in the episode description and leave us a voicemail. We'll play it it on the show. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day.